This is a podcast. We talk about running. We talk about other things too. So please come and join us. We hope you enjoy this. This is on the bake. Hello, my podcast friends. I would like you to set your oven to 176.7 degrees Celsius for the recipe I've been following was in degrees Fahrenheit and that is the exact translation according to Google of 350 degrees Fahrenheit we today are making deliciously moist banana bread that you can take on your long runs for mid-run fueling. I would start by also figuring out what a cup is. Don't worry, I've done this for you. Half a cup of butter is 113 grams. So take that, pop it in a little microwavable dish and heat it up for 30 seconds. You're then going to mix that with sugar, 200 grams, keeping that simple and straightforward. Add two eggs, a little bit of vanilla extract and lemon juice. Mix it well. In a separate bowl, combine the flour, 210 grams. Baking soda, one teaspoon baking powder, one teaspoon, and salt, a liberal amount. Once fully combined, pour into the butter mixture and mix until it's smooth. Now, your bananas. What I did for this one was I put some in a little plastic tub and shook them about a bit till they were all bruised up and then left them in the freezer for when the fantastic day would come that I would bake a banana bread out of them. You're then instructed to mash them with a fork, so you might want to defrost them, or a potato masher, if you're that way inclined. Now, here is the little trick. It says here, fold in sour cream. I used Greek yogurt, does the trick. What they're asking for is half a cup. I think that's just a couple of teaspoons or tablespoons, really. So go with what you like, but it's definitely the thing that stops it being too dry. Walnuts, optional. Mashed bananas, essential. Spread the mixture evenly into your greased nine by five inch loaf pan or another pan it doesn't really matter and then pop it in the oven for about an hour and there you have another of my fine tips i also added a little bit of maple syrup because i would always like to make a cake that would make brian adams feel happy so some of his great country's finest syrup has been added to today's cake.
A couple of bits of business before we get the episode underway. First of all, today's banana bread was top draw. Second, I want to thank Keswick AC for an absolutely excellent fell relays. It was very well hosted, a lot of hard work went into that. We are very lucky people to have such a great sport that's brought to us by a lot of volunteers which keep things cheap as chips and Keswick were brilliant from the get-go the uh, chaps I was emailing organizing about teams were very helpful Patrick Butler and David Kraut then you arrive and you park your van in the field and you've got Guy Illingworth taking great care of you you then get Phil Winskill coming around making conversation and taking money off people. Great from the word go. You get to the day itself. You've got Jacob Tonkin and Mick Jackson comparing, uh, keeping the entertainment up. You've got some amazing routes. I think there was feedback that that navigation leg was one of the best. So I know some hard work went into that. And just the whole thing was just a really great day. It was great to surprise uh, Totley AC by uh, showing up, but I didn't surprise them by running to the start of leg one without my dibber and having come to come back and collect it. Well done to everybody who participated in the relays. Well done to Dark Peak Men winning and Helm Hill winning. I won't go through the, all the results because what I'm bringing you today is the finest athlete that I could find, the finest story. Um, I won't hold any longer. Today we have James Gray of Boland Fellrunners, the man who finished leg three with only one shoe. Well, James, it's a real pleasure and an honour to have you on. You Thank are you. now famously known as One Shoe Guy, but it has also come to my attention that you are also known as Read Up Nose Guy. I don't know who, if anybody calls me either of those things. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> that's a dubious honour, but yeah. Yeah, I suppose we're all going to be known for something. Well, maybe maybe I'm going to read you. I, uh, I'm inundated with emails on this podcast. <laughs> Dear Charlie, I hope you are well. I continue to thoroughly enjoy the podcast and have a challenge for you and your army of journalists. He knows how to butter a man up, doesn't he, this chap? Please, can you track down, quotation marks, one shoe man from the British Fell Relays, Relays, and interview him he's excited there i would love to hear his story and have so many questions how did the shoe come off did he consider repairing it mid-run how far did he have to run with only one shoe and did he overtake anybody if so what was the expression on their face having been overtaken by a bloke with one shoe in his hand and one on his foot i'm also interested in him as a person as he clearly is a role model to us all very best wishes chris alba durham fell so uh, oh. 
I mean, that's a gorgeous email. And um, yeah, I mean, it gives us a... <laughs> it's it's definitely an email, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I presumed it was somebody that I know uh, that was just taking the mick, but um, apparently not. Well, <laughs> yeah, we do have a mutual friend, don't we? I mean, we've actually met before, funnily enough. Yes, yeah, weirdly enough. <laughs> yeah, it, it was dark. There wasn't, I think it was, was it dark? It was coming light. It was dark for... I think it, the time we spent together was dark all the way because you guys left me on um, Hall's Fell and I oh, ran outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, a good, that was a good round, actually. It was quite nice. The weather was pretty good, I think. It was all right, wasn't it? It was... Yeah. Uh, we had a laugh, anyway. I think um, that is the beauty of the Bob Graham, isn't it? You just spend four, six, eight hours with somebody you've never met before. And you just have this really intense little time with them, and then you're like, right, bye. And then yeah. you might you might see them at a race, and you have this kind of awkward like, oh, how you doing? Uh, but that, yeah, quite often it's just that's it, isn't it? I I, really, I think it's really beautiful. I think it's a really nice thing about about Bob's. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Well, what I think beautiful is I don't have to speak to people again. Yeah, I know. Imagine that when when you thought you've got away, you thought you've got away from me, and then. Uh, you yeah, get a Facebook yeah. message going, we do want to come on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I've had Bob Graham. Yeah, I've no Bob Graham's have been like pretty instrumental in a lot of uh in a lot of like my life path type, you know, lots of fun things have come out of them. So it's 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 just entirely on trend. It's fine. So don't stop there. So have you uh, we've got a good uh, yeah, I've got many anecdotes today. So. I've got an origin. I've got an origin story. Uh, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, so um, I can't remember when it was, like 2017, maybe. Um, I got asked if I wanted to help out on a bob. I said yes, obviously that's fine. And um, and then the person who I knew who was doing the bob, who was helping as well, uh, dropped out and uh, or couldn't do it for whatever reason. So so I just said, oh, it's fine. I'll go along anyway. Don't know the guy, but that's fine. Yeah, and rocked up was doing leg two it was dark didn't know anyone turns out the guy used like a a pseudonym online so i thought he was actually called whatever and i was like is it i'm here for so-and-so's bob and everyone sort of laughed and i was like oh. and then the person i was also meant to be on that leg with she lost her contact lens within about 100 yards or 100 meters or whatever yeah and couldn't see so she dropped out so it's just me and this guy Never met him before. Has he given no. you his real name yet? No, no. And you know what? I continue to find out different names for him. This <laughs> continues. So, so he, um, so yeah, as we set off and obviously just kind of chatting shit as you run around. And uh, <laughs> he's, he had his real dark moment. I'm like, I think he was on Fairfield. He was just like, yeah, pretty low. But anyway, yeah. So met this guy for the first time. Off he went into the, into, onto leg three and all the rest of it. And then um, last year, I was his best man at his wedding. Wow. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah. That's, That's a nice story. You do know his actual name now. Yeah, but I only found out his actual name. At the wedding. <laughs> yeah, like during the vows. lied <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> all this time. Yeah, and actually, we- weirdly, we have um his first name is my middle name and my middle name is his first name yeah 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, a weird one as well. So yeah, it's just nice little that's my little bub that's my that's my little bub story. That's a great bub story. That's uh that's one of the finest. Cause yeah. 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 You had something else there. I don't let me stop you. Uh well he he I I fed a bit of information to you earlier today when you were asking about things that have happened. <laughs> yeah. And one of them was about after my bob. And it, it was him that was driving. I'll just I'll, I'll leave it at that. But yeah. He... <laughs> Do you want me to take that one live to your podcast audience? Or I don't. I to be honest, I, I I did admit that I've not listened to this podcast podcast a lot, so I'm not sure where <laughs> the tone lies, and I don't want to bring it down. You won't. I don't think you can bring the tone down too much. But um, I think we'll start with. I mean, you sang sea shanties to me and steve coming down calver which which was lovely um on steve franklin's bob which was where i had the pleasure of meeting you for the first time and that's why i was so pleased when i was on facebook uh fell running page and i see (laughs) this excitement around this man with one shoe i'm like that's that guy from several years ago i'm sure he's called james and i asked and he was like yeah yeah that's james and then josh pointed out the uh the read up the nose story as well so <laughs> i was like how do these things keep happening to you <laughs> i think it, i think um it's just statistics isn't it you know <laughs> if you just do it like i'm just a victim of statistics do enough races yeah stuff happens you know i suppose i don't actually no that's not even true i don't race like that much compared to some people <laughs> Like Darren Fishwick must have so many things happen to him, yeah, because he just races every you know six times a week or whatever. So he must have him. He must have reeds coming out of his ears, <laughs> all the way out. Yeah, sorry, go on. I guess I think the first fell race I ever did, I saw a bloke chewing on a reed. So Ooh, that's a power play. Yeah, that's like. So I knew a guy who used to he used to he'd, he'd given up smoking. He vaped. He vaped at races, and that, and he he won them. And he'd just be like tooting away, and then, and then just like rinse it. And I was like, "That's power play." Yeah, he doesn't even like blueberry, um, you know, blueberry snorkel or whatever the flavor <laughs> is. He just wants to show everybody that he was a smoker. <laughs> he just wants to be like, "Look, I could, I can take it or leave it." You know, still gonna break, <laughs> still gonna break you all. So just my fire. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The read up the nose that was um, dramatic. It's good. Um, it's what it's. It was fine. It was. It was a little bit surprising, but it was absolutely fine. It was one of those. It looked a lot worse than it. Than it. There was obviously a lot of blood pressure. Yeah, and and it went up the nose and obviously pierced something. So if people don't know what what tell the full story, so you were, um, I presume, I was. <laughs> Yeah, so I was, I was running um, Castle Car, which was yeah. in, in Hebden Bridge, and uh, it was one of our club champs races. And um, and I was basically the only there was only one other person from my club turned up, <laughs> so I was a shoe in. It was great, you know. I only had to beat this one guy. I didn't care about anything else. And um, so I was running uh, with Ethan, um, and he left me for dead with a few miles to go. Because I had no clue where I was going. I I was that person. I'd say, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm just gonna have to follow you. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, and uh, so off he went, and that was fine. And um, 
and in about half a mile to go there was like some there's some these kind of like ditch type things that you you're running alongside or through and I crossed over and then I realized it was quicker on the other side. So I went to cross over this ditch that was full of, uh, yeah, they called rushes, reeds, those like yeah. green things. And um, and I just sort of jumped into it, like, like lunged across this ditch. And then, you know, I didn't fall, but, you know, I kind of just fell, like went forward onto the other side of the ditch. And my face obviously went into these reeds. But not norma- normally I wouldn't consider that to be a hazard, but it turns out it is. Yeah, and this reed, this reed just perfectly inserted itself up my right nostril. Yeah, and like t- tickled my brain, and uh, <laughs> you know, for a minute I could like I could like smell purple and see God, and then and then like and then I just carried on, and then um, and I and I felt like my nose was running, so I kind of gave that a little rub, and uh, again, this is all like half a mile, so I was going, and it's downhill, so I was charging down. I looked down, it was just like blood, like all over my hand. Wow. And I was like looking, and it was all on my vest. <laughs> uh, sort of checking, it was obviously my nose. Oh, shit. But there's nothing, to, you don't know, stop. So I just yeah. kind of carried on, really. And then there was a few <laughs> people stood around watching. I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> and the photographer was like, what's it called? Yeah. Oh, God, he's had, he's had a gift today, hasn't he? And um <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of blood, but I think it's because when you, maybe when you're running, your blood pressure must be higher or something. It must be like thudding around. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it was kind of like um, popping a you know water balloon or something. And then once I stopped running, it stopped, so it was fine. But um, my vest has still got blood blood stains, actually. I, I don't think I'll ever change oh. that vest. I'll have to keep yeah. it for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, get it framed. Yeah. yeah. I guess you are a victim of statistics there. I mean, if you, yeah, end up wildly... I, I, do, I, I do like to think of myself as a victim. Yeah, in just, this... Just in general. Just in general, or just in this story. <laughs> just in general. Get you cancelled. Yeah. No, obviously I'm joking. Um, yeah, maybe it is. I think it's just completely random. You know how many people fall into rushes and stuff, and yeah, it must happen. Like it must be a, at least an hourly occurrence on the planet. Yeah, yeah. and certainly in like Yorkshire or wherever, you know, like it's just or in fell racing in general. <laughs> but I won a bottle of wine. Yeah, you came second, didn't you? I mean, that, my my eyes were alerted to that. My friend sent me the post, um, and it said <laughs> about you getting a read up your nose, and then. That you came second, and I thought, what a what a fantastic performance! <laughs> yeah, the, the the guy behind me wasn't that far behind, so I had to really kind of motor. But... Did he hear any noises? as read impacted brain or anything like that? No, no. I think I was I was. Um, I mean, some would call it stoic, but I just thought, you know, just got to get on with it, haven't I? I think a stoic uh, victim. Yeah, a stoic victim, not one to complain, except on podcasts. Did you go to the medical tent after for that one? Uh, no, I just toughed it out. Love it. No, because as soon as I stopped running, it was fine. It was, how were you was certain no, that, no medical it, tent. How were you certain that there was no more reeds still up there? Maybe there is, but <laughs> you, know, you just got to live with these things. I have spoke. I did speak with a Spanish accent for the rest of that year, though. <laughs> is so, that like the woman in Plymouth who woke up one day with a Chinese accent? 
Oh, of course you've heard of her. <laughs> that, the video of that is so bad. It's not Chinese. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Um no, it went up my nose and it just made me really racist for like six months. <laughs> just poked that bit of my brain and then uh it's, it's better now. Listeners, James is joking. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do like footnotes, can you? <laughs> Subtitles. <laughs> No, uh, no. As far as I can tell, there's no ill effects. Yeah, no, no ill effects. As far as I can tell, nice. Uh, That is it. I. That's a fantastic story to start with. So I mean, maybe Chris emailing me actually had a big profile on you, and he knew he knew all this stuff. (laughs) He probably saw it happen. He's like, "Sake, it's happened again." This guy. That's that guy who did a Bob Graham with a guy who he didn't even know his name and then ended up being his best man and finding yeah, out yeah. on the wedding yeah. day. That's the man. It's typical behaviour, frankly, <laughs> for this kind of people. Yeah. I'm going to dig into some of these other things that you sent because we, have, we obviously have to build up to the one shoe story. Cause, uh, <laughs> I feel I'm, like the shoe story is like the, the, the weakest one. <laughs> it's the weakest one. But people liked it, didn't they? It seemed to get... Yeah, 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 it's, but, yeah. It's funny. How did you... <laughs> Tell me about the time that you uh, won some ham in Italy and uh, box ate it. <laughs> that was so. I, I um, I did basically what was advertised as an, a non-competitive event in the uh, in the Dolomites, but it's massive. It's been going for like forty years. I can't remember what it's called. Something refugees. They're all called something refugees. But um, and it's good. It's like it's got like a thousand meters of ascent. But then something like two and a half thousand meters of descent. Oh wow! It's, it's, it's a ridiculous event. Yeah. It goes around the, it goes around uh, Trichima and all that kind of area. It's really yeah. cool. And um, so I did it, and it's non-competitive. So you know, I went for it, and uh, <laughs> so I, could have, I could have all these walkers. It was basically <laughs> like an Italian LDWA um, yeah. event, and I just rocked up, smashing nonnas out of the way. Just like, long-distance walker event. Is that what? Y- yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Throw like, those acronyms, and you know, it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was basically that, but I, I turned up, you know, full spandex, <laughs> just like gels taped tape to each nipple. I'm ready to go. And um, I absolutely sent it. No. Express anyway. gels, they call those, don't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just suckling, self-suckling, they're called. Um, they don't um, They don't advertise it as that because of laws. But, um, yeah, that's... There's... there's that's, there's brands that push that quite heavily, aren't there? Aren't there specific? Um, yeah, I think no. like that. They said it's really yeah. scientific. <laughs> Morton would do it. Yeah, Morton. You wouldn't catch like mountain fuel, the cowards. <laughs> yeah, they're weak. R- Ricky Lightfoot with two gels taped on. But Killian, um, whatever. It right. Uh, yeah, so it was like a walk. No, it was like a running walking event, and I was on holiday there, so I did it. And I came 10th. But the good thing is that, well, it was non-competitive. So that's why I came. To, anyway, uh, but they had prizes and stuff. And I'm in this like ice rink um, that had been emptied out. And they used that as a prize given. The mayor was there and they were like speaking in Italian. And then like Boland fell runners. And I had to like kiss the mayor. Um, and then there's some other people you have to kiss. On the street. Yeah, you didn't have to snog on, it. No, I, d- I didn't have to like. There's another. There is. There's another podcast. This is really niche with Bob Mortimer, and he's got a line in it about kissing the alderman. And there's probably about four people who listen to this who will get that. I, did, I, I kissed the mayor, 
uh, but like platonically, not um, <laughs> not yeah. romantically. And um, and he presented me with all these prize uh, and really good. Like it's worth going to Italy just to, like enter some non-entity race because you get yeah. shit prizes. It's really good. And one of the things I won was this like really big. I'm holding up my hands. I realize it's just audio, isn't it? But um, James is holding up his hands. Big bit of ham, like a speck, you know, like dried meat. Oh. Really big thing. But I'm vegetarian. I've been vegetarian for it, like years. So I was like, <laughs> don't worry. My partner isn't, but she's not going to eat like an entire ham to it. Well, she might. She give, she's pretty gallant. She might give it a go, but yeah. Um, so it's fine. It's vacuum packed. It's dried or cured, sorry. We'll keep it with us. And we were heading to Austria to meet her sister and partner who do eat meat. So I was yeah. like, I'd be brilliant. I could take them this ham. Yeah. We'll just have to travel around the rest of the Dolomites with it, which we did. And then like about three, four days later, carrying this ham in our rucksacks everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we were camping. And I woke up in the night and a fox had dragged our box of food, including the ham, from our porch of the tent, ripped the tent as well. And it was a really expensive tent that I'd stolen from work. And they ripped the tent and ate the ham. And then it just sat there within just out of striking distance, just watching me. It ate two boiled eggs <laughs> that we'd made for breakfast, some chocolate, <laughs> a ham, and the big ham, and it was only one fox. And then he just sat there looking, really just a like... Little, um, a little <laughs> round his neck, did he have a little um, serviette-like napkin? <laughs> and <laughs> was yeah, his, he, had, he had his breakfast platter. And... He did a little... <laughs> <laughs> ham and egg it was very european did a little belch yeah just watching me and then it's a little supercilious little look on their face you know foxes they just have that like they just look like pricks you know just kind of like really just really like uh really foxy look about him and i just thought Do you know what he didn't run all that way did he he didn't <laughs> knock all the nonas out of the way <laughs> what a bastard yeah, and he came back the next night, but we we knew better that time. But yeah. yeah, so that was the fox. Look out for foxes in the Dolomites. That's what I say. That's, it's a great story, and uh, I mean, how how many years ago that? Because that fox might still be around. I don't know how long foxes live for. Um, you know, it's less than fifty years, isn't it? Yeah. If I go back to the Dolomites, I'll try and get him on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> you never believe it this guy left a load of ham outside his tent <laughs> that's how i'm gonna get him yeah yeah just leave yeah. bits of ham and boiled eggs yeah yeah he he uh when was that it was probably 2019 so it's probably split yeah i think yeah i think we've fun. got a good diet yeah well the mediterranean diet isn't it um <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of pasta yeah uh, boxes it's the Mediterranean uh, one that they say gives best longevity to uh, people's health and life. Is cholesterol? Yeah, and, and and foxes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He did. I mean, to be fair to him, he did eat it with a really good quality uh, Chianti and uh, and like a little olive oil <laughs> drizzle. <laughs> 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 I reckon we've probably exhausted all we can from that story, but it's a lovely image. You'd hope uh, so, wouldn't you? You won some chutney at is that at Gummer's House? Oh yeah. Yeah, well so Did a badger have it? <laughs> <laughs> just all these Sylvanian families just rocking up outside my tent with like 
crackers and cheese. <laughs> uh, tell you what, that was one of the best prizes I've ever won in a race. Genuinely. First time we entered Gummer's yeah. House. And it, yeah. Have you ever done it? It's great. It's great. No, but I've, I've won, I think I've won Chutney at a race and been just over the moon. Like. The best prize. <laughs> it, genuinely. I've won cheese a couple of times. Yeah. It's okay. But, and in fact, I'll come back to that. But um, the Chutney Prize was excellent. But have you ever have you ever done Gummer's How? No. It's like, sorry. It's, you can do it in singles or you can do it as th- teams of three. Yeah. We've always done it as a team of three. And you run, it's in uh, South End of Windermere. And you run down from somebody's field that they open up, yeah. which used to be the spectators' field for the race in like the 18 whatever, when yeah. there was like 4,000 people used to come and watch it. Maybe. Yeah. And you run down the road for like 500 meters, just going absolutely as fast as you can. And then you jump in a rowing boat. Yeah. You're like a Victorian wooden tourist boat that's out the back of the uh, hotel. And three of you, you've got to row across. You row across Windermere and then you run up Gummers How they open up all the farmers field and you run up it and you run back down, jump in a boat, row back. Yeah. And then the finish line is like the, the finish line is the is the is the um uh, what they call patio outside the back of the hotel. And there's a guy dressed as a butler with a tray full of beers, and you take a beer and that's the finish. Okay. It's amazing. It's it's honestly it's I well, it's my favorite race. It's fantastic. <laughs> but um first year we did it, we came third. And we won this massive hamper of. Um, you see there, James. Announce your announce your crew. Oh yeah, so um, that year it was with um, we ran as uh, Bows Deep. Yeah. Uh, Bowland, Bowlanders. Yeah. Uh, the club, uh, and I ran with uh, Sandy Lockett and oh. Sam Harrison, and that, that was that was our crew. Yeah. And that was our crew yeah. for a couple of years actually. Okay. Uh, we came third, excellent, and then uh, got this, not just chutney, but a hamper of chutneys from that, what they call like Hawkshead Relish. Oh, wow. And it was uh, lem- lemon curd and jams and chutneys. It was massive. Yeah. And each, like one each. It was insane. Epic. We went back the next year and we were like, going to get some more chutney. Just you trained, for- you trained seriously as well because you're like... Yeah, I was on the, ro- I was on the row machine yeah. and... I was like, I won that chutters. I won that chutters, yeah. And uh, and we um we finished second, so we're like right, quids in. We're yeah. gonna get, we're gonna be in chutney for days here. And we won some like underwear, some socks, I think. Well, like sports then, underwear. Yeah, you're like running underwear. And you I feel bad. Like, I'm not. I'm not. You know, thank you for the sponsors for putting it forward because I know how hard it is to get sponsors for races. Yeah, but bring back the chutney. But in hindsight, it was probably because they spent hundreds of pounds on on chutney. (laughs) (laughs) They bankrupted themselves. The chutney company's gone. You know, that's like (laughs) what were we thinking? This this race that like thirty people to. I actually thought you were going to say this yeah, historic race. Um, the race or the RO has left it in the balance because it's blown all the funds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might not be able to run next year. I think they were kindly donated, but um, uh, yeah. Did, so the, did prize, the prize place was... that year get chutney, and you were like looking at them. No, the, the chutney's just off the menu now. Ah, oh. gone. So it'd have been um, funny if you'd like thrown the race on the third year. <laughs> <laughs> to get the chutney. 
we've we've I think we've done it four times now and we've podiumed each time. Never got the win. Okay. That, but we've come second, I think. And wow. uh third once and second the rest of the time. Uh never any chutney. Just that and in fact in fact this year we won vouchers from the company I work for, so that was useless as well. <laughs> Who do you work for? Because you were saying you've done a lot of work for the um this weekend. Uh, all opinions are my own. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I work I work for OMM on Brilliant. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. my that's my in. But yeah. Okay. So yeah, you got lots of on vouchers for that. And then you were like, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I issued these. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I see the uh I go to like, you know, an, an on like little stall somewhere. And they've got a wide variety of chutneys. I know that you've really and like fox-proof fencing, fox-proof fencing. and sport yeah. chutney, yeah, sport <laughs> shutters, and then special uh, nipple tape. I knew you, Gerald. Yeah, because <laughs> I, you know, just all you need is Branston pickle in a gel, isn't it? Yeah, They're quite nice. With yeah. probably with some cheese. That's in the other gel, Primula. What cheese would work? Well, Primula's in a squeezy tube, isn't squeezy it? Squeezy cheese. Yeah, that's squeezy it. cheese, yeah. Squeezy yeah. cheese. You know, you're not going for, like... Blue. May, you? <laughs> Blue. <laughs> Just munching on a rock for, like an apple. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, yeah, Chris, is, Chris is... Like so far, you are providing an absolute gold mine of anecdote. So he's doing it's right. So statistics, statistics, isn't it? <laughs> you um, were at Borrowdale, and you yeah. accidentally vaulted onto a man's back. <laughs> and I don't. Know, I'll let you repeat what else you sent to me because that, that really tickled me. Uh, gotcha. You rode him like uh, a hog. <laughs> I, I rode him like a hog. Yeah, um, that's perhaps misrepresenting my intentions at the time um <laughs> i was in quite a good i'd never done borrowdale before and i was in quite a good group and it was going well yeah and we were moving well and he, i was we were just in like a really tight group of people and um and uh and he jumped he jumped over like a bit of a boggy bit so and i just jumped as well yeah but really close behind him but he just got stuck in the the bog Oh, no. They jumped and got wedged, but I didn't see that. I just jumped as well, and so yeah. I just sort of like landed on him, sort of like you know, like a leapfrog. But yeah. I didn't quite yeah. it. So I just sort of like had him by the hips. Fifty-year-old <laughs> <laughs> bloke, and um, and so I just sort of like splodged down into the mud as well, and then just sort of lifted him out, <laughs> lifted him out of the way. But I sort of landed on his back and then hyped him out, and then we carried on running, but neither of us really. Talked about it after that. <laughs> Both of you were scarred emotionally. Uh, can you remember what club he was? Remember what what what, what club club Bestie had on? Oh, no idea. I'd stopped seeing um, colour by then. I was out my ass. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, I have no idea. Might have, might have been some blue in there, white and blue, maybe. I don't know. Oh, um, okay. It was a few years ago. That was maybe like twenty eighteen. I think. He's since retired from fell running. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's seeking counselling. So that's good. Yeah, or or a chiropractor. Not sure. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe both. 
pretty, pretty good. Uh, yeah, that, that one was. Yeah, that one was a brief one. Yeah, that is a brief one, but it's a, again, just, it's a lovely image. I like the phrase "road like a hog." Yeah, it'd be great if they all happened in one race. Um, one yeah. ship, one one man's back, uh, one read. Yeah, on that one actually, on Borodale, I did. Uh, I sprained my ankle coming off the corridor down the down the corridor route, and I had to just limp my way around for the rest of it. So that was quite sad. Yeah, it's quite sad. Have yeah. you recovered that ankle? Is it is it a permanently dodgy one, or is it? Yeah, it's just ankles in it. It's yeah. Getting fused, yeah. <laughs> um, no, there were, I did do a lot. Of, maybe it was after. That. Yeah, I did a lot of strength work on like a wobble board after that because I was doing Jura. Okay, twenty. I did Jura. So anyway, and uh, yeah, wobble board a lot. Um, so I'm still shit at running, but wobble board. I'm not oh, sure you're shit at running. So <laughs> talk to us a little bit about your running background then, because your origins was story was actually about your origins of. Oh, yeah. Friends on the pod, but what's your actual starting out? Um, 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 probably started running, you know, races. Yeah, with when I was about eighteen, probably. Yeah, I think I was. I used to climb a lot. Um, that was like my main thing. And then I was like, um, I had a year off before uni and stuff, and nobody else. What well, was like not many people around me climbed or whatever and um so i sh- yeah i just started going running and entered a race i think and uh to get a bit of like an adrenaline yeah or, suppose, or something and that from yeah. Poland area um no so I, I grew up i actually grew up in trawden um but trawden ac didn't exist back then okay old. yeah and um yeah they didn't exist and i didn't i just didn't know anyone who ran um you know my parents went into it or anything um my grandma had been but you know wasn't yeah. a thing so um so yeah i would literally just i didn't know how to go running or anything my first run like when i was about 13 or 14 i decided i was gonna go for a run and i wore a corduroy vest uh, like shirt vest type thing that i'd got off my grandma and like some zip off trousers didn't even zip them off just wore trousers Brilliant. and some approach and some approach shoes that was it okay never clear how you went running um cool. so everything's kind of improved from there really it's all it's good uh yeah, yeah. and then yeah so I, I still was mainly climbing until i was into sort of my mid-20s and then um and then it becomes harder with like full-time job and stuff to uh you know just drop everything and go climbing when the weather's good whereas running you can kind of do whenever yeah. that was it really that was okay. that would be so I first tried my Bob Graham like ten years ago, and I was about twenty-four. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's a kind of a longish. Span. And you went quite quickly to the longer stuff. Is that? Um, um. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I was like twenty-four, and I just I didn't I still didn't know anything about running. Still didn't know I didn't I hadn't joined a club. Didn't really know anyone who ran apart from like a couple of people who did a little bit, and they're like, "Oh, are you going to do the Bob Graham?" So I just thought that's what you did. Yeah, I got a clue. I, I'd done like. <laughs> probably done four races you know i'd done like kentmere ingleton ingleborough and um you know i don't know be them fell race or something you know i'd done nothing and yeah. then never, never run further than like 10k and then somebody just mentioned this bob graham to me and i was like yeah 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 probably do that yeah and i had no idea um 
<laughs> and I tried to do it. I was I was doing it solo. I had my dad in the car. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I was running on my own. Wow. And, um, and I got as far. I hurt my knee going up Clough Head because yeah. it turns out I'm like a budgie. And you put a, you know, you put like a sheet over a, a parrot's cage and you just yeah. go to sleep. As soon as it went dark, I went to sleep. So I was going up Clough Head. It was dark and I was falling asleep as I was going and wrenched my knee. So I limped the rest of the way and I got to, I got to Wasdale. Yeah, and it's taken me like seventeen hours to get to Wasdale on my own, just losing my mind. Didn't know anything about nutrition or anything. Yeah. My dad wasn't there. My dad, I got to Wasdale. My dad wasn't there, and he was like, "Oh, yes, you weren't there." So I went for a walk. <laughs> With his car there? No, no, he'd gone off somewhere, and he came. You know, I was just sat. I was just sat at the roadside when he found me. Just like, well, that's it. It's over, isn't it? So <laughs> I knew I couldn't finish it anyway. So yeah. Um, yeah, just useless. Absolutely knew nothing. So I kind of left it for a while then and just went to doing normal running, you know, normal style running. Yeah. And I did a few did a few like thirty mile races, I suppose, but you know, like uh Tour de Helvel and I did probably a couple of years a year after that, maybe or something. Yeah. Uh, but nothing, mate, you know, nothing huge. And then probably the past few years I've done a few longer things. But yeah. So um but yeah, not not like a dedicated racer or anything for a good number of years. Just like would do random bits in here and there if somebody was doing something. Probably only the last, whatever that is, seven years, five years that I've done more concerted effort. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, what year is it now? Yeah, probably, yeah. Probably since about 2016, however long that is. So then you, that was your first attempt at a bob years ago. Yeah. And- was the second one successful? Uh, I had another second little go that same year, but that was even worse. So we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just shit. I just yeah. didn't know what I was doing. Um, but then since then, I did like loads of sports and stuff, which obviously makes a massive difference. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And then I did it last year, um, and it was just like best day out ever. It was just really, really relaxed. And, yeah, just like a really nice day. No low moments. Just loads of friends drinking. Yeah, eating pizza and <laughs> you know if anyone's thinking of going to the bob and they're not sure just what just make sure that you go don't just don't rush it you know yeah. i had i had this when i was chatting somebody i used to work with and he, he was a pretty good runner and and he was like i don't you know unless you're going to break the record which you're not yeah. nobody cares nobody cares as long as you yeah. do 24 hours nobody cares it's a 24-hour challenge just enjoy it and that completely switched my mindset so yeah so um, beer was on the menu then. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just if you have a beer, you know everything's okay, don't you? <laughs> like, you, you know, like it wasn't to be anything like that. It was more just like if I'm having a beer, it must be fine. Yeah. So it really helped. I didn't like down pints. I just had like probably half a can at each three of the road road crossings. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was very nice. And not and one what on, the, uh, on the road. Hmm? What was your tipple? Oh, um, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, I think. It's a good, hoppy little number. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, mid-30s, craft beer podcast. I've completed the trifecta. We were talking about your Bob, weren't we? So, where mm-hmm. we got to pizzas and, yeah, you've done a nice little plug for beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the, the undersung hero of... Uh, of, like mo- moving quite slowly quite far <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah beers beers were beers were like 
beers and fruit. I had a lot of fruit. So Were you I, I places drinking the beers as well, or was that just you? Um, on the road leg, there was a really nice moment where um, a friend of mine, Sandy, had he couldn't run because he'd hurt his knee, so he cycled out to meet me at the road for the road section. But he he'd been insulating under his floor, so he had loads of uh, you know, like king span, you know, that sort of foam stuff, and he'd made his own cool box, taped it together. And then he'd put like iron brew and San Pellegrino and Coke and beer in this makeshift cool box and then sort of made like shoulder straps out of tape and cycled out to meet us um, at the road. And he'd written on the side like uh, creamies on board because uh, creamies are what we call beers. And um, and yeah, just met us with I had an iron brew at that point, changed my shoes. And then we ran. So it was me and... Um, Eve and Ellis on and, and then Sandy on the bike uh, on the road leg and we just had this nice little passing a beer around as we ran on the road well say ran you know shuffled um yeah real nice moment it was really good so beer, beer played a, a decent role yeah um but yeah there was that was I think it's probably one of my like best days ever in like my life until you know kids born or have get married or whatever but like actually having said that i was on somebody else's bob and um he spotted that uh, yeah i was on somebody else's bob and we bumped into this guy and he, he obviously figured we were on a bob and it was just me and, and um and the person who was doing the bob and he was like oh great you're doing the bob he was like, i was like yeah they are and uh they're like, oh best day of my life best day hands down best day of my life I said i really hope you're not married or have kids yeah and he's like yeah no both but still the best day of my life it's great, honestly. <laughs> yeah, still better. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, like so the the failures I had on the bob were a lot of it was down to obviously inexperience, but also just not doing. I hadn't done any supports, whereas like doing those supports, I was I'd learned so much from other people that yeah. when it came to it, it felt like I'd kind of seen everything. Well, not everything, but you know what I mean, like. I've had reeds up my nose, and <laughs> you've done a you've done a range of supporting roles on a bob. I've only supported leg one. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> leg two seems to be my. I've done most of them for other people. The only one I didn't do my leg five when I did leg five on my bob. It was the first time I'd run it since wrecking ten years ago. I yeah. just never I've never done it as a support so. I and it doesn't by then it doesn't matter whether you know it or not because obviously you're just getting shown around it anyway. But um, yeah, so that was quite nice to do it fresh after you know for ten years. But yeah, leg two, leg one, two usually because I always say whatever whichever one you need doing I'll do you know and they're always like oh the nighttime leg yeah I always end up on the nighttime leg but just too nice victim yeah just a victim yeah hard isn't it you're a victim of statistics you're a victim of being nice. It's in being chirpy in the mornings. I hate one. But it's good because you can do, you do an overnight stint on the bob, have a bit of a sleep, and you've kind of got the rest of your day. Yeah. Whereas if, if you're on at like four o'clock in the yes. afternoon, you don't know what to do for the rest of the day, the start of the day. You're just hanging around. Waste of time. Yeah. I wouldn't, we, we don't encourage any support on those legs maybe people should just run those legs solo just just yeah yeah i think so 
I think I think that's probably for the best act. Or just team up with other people who are doing the Bob. Yeah, it'd be nice. Do it as a group, you know, like um, yeah, you know, like bison. Is it bison? Buffalo, water buffalo. No, what are the ones in Africa where there's big herds and they go across the Crocodile River? There's loads of them. You know, they're like a buffalo-looking thing. Yeah, and, um, and they all get you know, or zebras, and the mass migrations, and they yeah. can have that like every July, every June, on the longest day. Herds of runners just <laughs> with with people just snapping at them and dragging them into the rivers. And... It'd be great. Make was a sport. That noise, was that noise rocky or was it? Uh, I think it was a gnu. <laughs> gnu. Scooby Doo. Yeah, tracks in a gnu. I think they're something like buffalo, aren't they? But yeah, they they. Like yeah, I think that'd be the way to do it. Just get it all done in one go. Everybody, yeah. Everyone, stop this fanning about. Just get them. You know, how many hundred people do it a year? Just one go. And then you could line like support could just actually sit and just yeah. hand people stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more um, mass bulk. More like Tour de France. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the future. Um, yeah, but yeah, doing lots of sports definitely helped and really changed my. Because I did some really crap supports, like where I was just like, "This is miserable. I'm never doing this," and, the, and they were miserable. You know? Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, don't like this." Why so are they miserable? I don't know about you. Go through low moments, don't you? Or the weather's yeah. bad, or I suppose because I don't live too far away from the lakes. I always said I wouldn't do it in bad weather. Yeah, I've done enough bad weather supports. I don't need to do it. So I can just like, you could pick your day. It's got to be a nice day. Yeah, we had a bit. We had a bit of rain on Skidder and Leg One, but I think it's always bad on Leg One. Yeah, I, I, whenever I go to lakes, it feels like Skidder lives up the a permanent flag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if it looks like it'll be nice, I'll get there, and then the flag will be down. Yeah, even when it is clear and sunny, you can still like I've sat on top for a couple of hours for supporting somebody else, and uh, and got freezing cold in like July. Yeah, yeah. but um. Yeah, I did do I did reps of Skidder last year, uh, and it was roasting. So that's the one time. But, How many reps did you do of Skidder? Um, I did five reps from the from the Latrig car park. What was this in Aden? Um, well, it's exactly five k from that car park to the summit, and then five k back. Okay. And if you do five of them, it's something like three and a half thousand meters of ascent. But you've got your car there, which can be like an aid station every 10K. Nice. And then you go in on like quite steady trail, isn't it, up there? Yeah. So and I was training for um, a race I did last year called Tour de Géant. Yeah. Uh, which basically breaks down to um, there's aid stations roughly every 10K. Okay. Um, ish. Maybe some of them, obviously, it's a bit different. But yeah. Roughly 10k, and then you can break it down into 50k sections, and each 50k is about three and a half thousand meters of ascent. Perfect, perfect. And it meant I could go do it on my own, and, and it was hot, so that was quite good. Yeah, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't really running; it was just like using my poles and just hating everything. Um, I was listening <laughs> to a really like I listened to these really long history podcasts that yeah. are just um, they're just really niche, sub, like the Persian Empire or something. And the one I was listening to up there was about the nuclear uh, nuclear bombs in World War Two. Yeah, 
and then I finished that one. I went on to something else. It was about um, the, the Gaelic Holocaust by like Caesar or by some by some Roman emperor, and it was just like really visceral, horrendous descriptions of like nuclear weapons and the effects of them on the populace, or like warfare and how terrifying and horrendous that must be. And I was just like, like. <laughs> plodding up this hill with my head full of all this like horrendousness and then the people out for a walk like, oh i've seen you you know you're going up again and i'd be like morning yes lovely and in my ear i've got this guy like and their flesh dripped from their bones <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, yeah and i'm just in this like whole world of like misery and yeah anyway. i'm so pleased that you've shared that because i was listening to that and i was just thinking if Chris Olbra wanted to get an insight to what makes one shoe man tick. <laughs> six, six hour long podcasts. On, it's like, niche historical yeah. podcasts describing gore, but yeah. also go, hello, right to walk. Yeah, 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 that's the key. Yeah. Listening to like really aggressive New York hardcore um, <laughs> punk or whatever as I'm doing reps of Farlton and then it's like a beautiful sunset and I'm just like sweating blood and just like <laughs> hating everything and it's like a beautiful evening fucking sunset <laughs> nice you like, yeah. you like the contradiction yeah it's good I, you know we contain multitudes don't we as they say love it very, we got there. We got deep. <laughs> <laughs> Took a while. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, <clears throat> Bob, was a, well, Bob was a lovely experience. Yeah, you sound like you love the Bob Graham. Have you done any of the, uh, have had much experience with the Paddy Buckley or the Ramsey? Did they interest you at all? I've done one leg of the Paddy for somebody and they dropped out. So that seems shit. Um <laughs> No, uh, fair fault again. Yeah, yeah, victim drove all the way down. Shit, Paddy Buckley is just you were going to do all three record times. Be that guy. I'm not going. You weren't going to work work for him. I'm not going to have you plastered all over their billboards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could have been a someone, but here I am. Here you are, one shoe man, and that leads on perfectly because you are someone. You got, you really are a hero of our times. You yeah, a man who lost his shoe during the fell relays and continued. I, 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 I feel I get carried away. I was going to say continue to run the fastest time. <laughs> yeah, they were only slowing me down. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, what shoe? Um, what what shoe is it that you lost? It looked like a an eye rock from the no. Um, so um, not yeah. There was, so I, I didn't I didn't know. We're not shaming them. No, no. So I, I um, so to to explain the I didn't I don't I do have Facebook, but I don't have it on my phone or anything. I yeah. don't get alerts. I don't go on it except no. I have to do something for work. But somebody sent me a screenshot of the uh picture yeah and i just thought they said i was oh yeah there's a picture of that that makes sense but then i noticed all the there was like you know how many comments underneath so i went on (laughs) and uh you know i I logged into the cesspit that is facebook 
and uh i was wading through like what do they have um minion memes and like just all the crap that's on there and people selling stained mattresses and stuff and i waded through it and i got to the fell running page targeted ads by the way yeah <laughs> it, all works, it all works on an algorithm what they said oh god uh, yeah yeah that's true i can't get out of that one can i yeah so um so i went onto facebook and i went i looked and then somebody was like and but yes my shoe came my shoe fell apart whatever people it's just the classic sort of and overwhelmingly it was a positive comment there were positive comments but there was somebody like oh classic innovate falling apart it wasn't you know like and then or somebody else and then there was another one where it was a a, i'd had them resold with vibram rubber because the other rubber had like worn out so i got them resold so then there was somebody else trying to sort of dissect whether that was what had caused it and it's like or maybe they're just a really knackered pair of shoes that I don't really look after. Yeah. So they were they were Innovate X Talon two one twos. Yeah. Which I bought in twenty nineteen for at Dunnerdale Fell Race. I remember buying them because I'd worn some really knackered old shoes for the relay. Love it. You love these shoes. No, actually, you know what? I don't. I really <laughs> actually hate wearing Fell shoes. If I can avoid wearing Fell shoes, I do because oh, they're just uncomfortable. I'd rather wear like a you know. A, trail shoe or whatever but like just just deal with it but for racing i'll wear a fell shoe because there isn't really anything else you can wear yeah um, you know for whatever confidence and stuff or oh, apparently one of them is enough but um <laughs> don't need them but yeah so i um no i don't but i have had them for a long time and uh and yeah i don't look after them i don't clean them you know rinse them rinse them a beck now and again they get covered in like crap and bog and acidic stuff and um and they failed just to dissect this because i know people actually probably are interested <laughs> this is this I, so i yeah i used to work selling shoes so i feel like i have a you know and a duty to the shoes yeah. um it was it would they kind of rotted essentially where the upper meets the mid yeah so it wasn't that they they didn't the sole didn't come off so the the resole was a good job so i can't blame that yeah. Actually, the the rubber was still in pretty good nick, so it's a shame. Yeah. Can't get it off. But anyway, mm. and uh, yeah, and then the the upper kind of came away from the mid. But but to kind of, oh, are you giving us a lesson here? Is there something that you've learned from I, this experience? Probably clean and dry your shoes more off, like better. Yeah, yeah, because it was just it was pretty horrible actually in there. Like when I sort of pulled it apart, it was all kind of this little little Shrek type kind of bog thing going on it was all pretty gruesome yeah but um, yeah so that was good but what there was no on? were you like two or three I, I was on the navigation like brilliant so, so to, to start at the beginning yeah yeah navigation like um which uh which was good actually it was it was a it was probably one of the uh better fell relay legs that i've done so, yeah some people i heard a lot of people say they thought the nav leg was brilliant yeah it wasn't like hard nav but um it was very, very rough ground, evidently rough ground. But the, but the between like two or three of the controls, like long set, long legs, it was um, contouring on the same slope aspect. So yeah. you were just constantly my ankles, my, my feet were like knackered anyway. And like going through all this heather and really, really rough ground. 
below whatever hills we have up there. And um, look at a map if you yeah. care that much. Like, um, yeah, and uh, and it was really rough going. It was, and I and I could feel my feet were like moving within the shoe, like sliding down into it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I did most of the race fine, and then I I was running along this contour, and I was like, I feel I feel grass on my feet. You know, yeah. I can feel like tickling the arch. I thought some grass had maybe got in there, or maybe there was a hole and, and grass was getting in. I just looked down, my foot was just out of the shoe. <laughs> so the side of the the side of the shoe had completely blown. Yeah. And because I was on a contour, it then allowed my shoe my foot just to plop out like a little you know, like a little hippo being born or something, just a little <laughs> little something. And yeah. Uh, um yeah, but there there was nothing, you know. There was nothing really. So I, I thought maybe once I got onto some flatter ground, yeah, as in like on the contour, I could maybe like put my foot back in it and then just keep it flat. But that didn't work. So um, and I just ran. Well, prior to that, I just ran with the shoe like on my ankle, basically. Like, it worked its way up. So I was just <laughs> in my sock. The shoe was hanging off my ankle, and um, yeah, I just didn't. Yeah, didn't want to stop for it. So then got to this sort of level bit, and I told my partner to keep on running. Yeah, and, um, and I just, I just pulled the shoe off my foot entirely. Uh, obviously, you can't leave it. No, so, not a litter. No, exactly. I think I'd, I think I did about a mile without the shoe. Um, wow. but it's pretty soft ground up there. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you could dodge the rocks and stuff. It was fine, but um, but it, like again, it's sort of one. Of, I think I don't think of it as a big deal. Because I, I like it was funny at the time. Yeah. It funny it happened to me, but but I seem to think it happens a lot. I I remember going like cross country races, doesn't it? So I'd expect yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. running. Um, at Jura, I remember yeah. when I did Jura, there was just like a wheelie bin full of shoes at the end of that because <laughs> they obviously just get completely trashed on that. But yeah. um, so but I didn't really think that people have taken them off after the race. They're like, oh well, that was their last. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, as opposed to like doing the last descent, and I suppose on Jura, you definitely wouldn't want to run without a shoe on Jura, but no. yeah, so I just had, like, had it in my hand and then um, got snapped, yeah, yeah. There was quite there was a few people kind of commenting. Somebody just said, Oh, that's just showing off, which well, know. I actually, I actually said, Quick as a flash, no, it's shoe off or shoeing off, something like that, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, yeah, you I had a laugh there. I think <laughs> reference. Um, yeah, so I um, yeah, I, I don't know. People were yeah, there's some people laughing. I think we did overtake a couple of people. Did you? Oh, no. yeah. Did you see that? I mean, as, yeah, as we won the on. We got overtake. We probably got overtaken by more than we overtook. But I like to think if you overtook a man with one shoe, it's kind of like a hollow victory. Yeah. And I think anybody who did overtake. Do you think those was... people could look at themselves in the mirror? Or do you well, think I hope, I, I hope they're, they're sold a bit stained? Yeah. No, exa- yeah, exactly that. And I want them to be listening now. Yeah. And I want them to know how little that victory meant. How little it means, how much you've been a victim of statistics throughout your life. Yeah. You were struck down by chance that day. Yeah. And how, and how they didn't offer their help. Yeah. 
Yeah, we hear one... these things about the community, but they're pretty no shallow, no shower bastards, nothing. Yeah, but Good Samaritan, not one of them. Not I one. was honestly, I was. I'm still quite bitter. How's <laughs> <laughs> no. um, a teammate? What was he like? Well, he was like, "Oh, do you want do you want my buff to try and do it, do it back up? Like wrap wrap my buff around it." And I was like, "No, I don't think it's gonna cut it." <laughs> you made this made a made a trainer out of your buff and your emergency food. <laughs> you like wrap the flat a flapjack under your foot. Well, what, <laughs> I, ripped, I ripped my gels off my nipples, and then <laughs> I really hope that you don't. Um, I hope you don't use the earlier audio about the, the nipple gel. Just I'll cut that out. Yeah, but then leave this bit in. Yeah, so just like, leave that bit in. So it makes no sense. There's becoming um, a wide conspiracy that I don't really edit this podcast. You shot me. No one else edits it. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you? Why would you? <laughs> Let it out, raw, tooth and claw. That's what I say. Um, you thought about your foot. Yeah. So, well, that was the funny thing, actually. Do you know what? Oh, was actually, it was the the ground by that point, because it was all brackeny and horrible. And then yeah. it was like grassy, but it wasn't particularly rocky. And so my partner just sort of ran ahead of me. And I was just like, grass, 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 yeah. like aiming for grass. And um, there was one little bit that I... I got a little bit cocky and I jumped down a bit, like down a, you know, a bit of a step. And I did land with my heel on a bit of rock, which didn't really hurt. The, well, it hurt a little bit, but it was okay. And then since then, I've kind of I developed like a blood blister and a, a larger bruise. That's interesting, that. So over the last oh, six months, year, I've realised that I'm quite, it's suggestible, the word. I don't know, influenced by things. Yeah, yeah. He who read born soft, mu- soft minded, soft minded, yeah. Minded. I'm a I'm a victim of <laughs> information. Yeah, yeah, malleable, malleable. People, you know, people in cults love you. Like, love oh, you. they would. Yeah. yeah, they'd see me and they'd be going, "That that one got him." It's Go not a pyramid him. scheme. It's not. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I did herbal life for about a month. I didn't sell any to anybody, but I had some of the shakes. <laughs> so that's 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 one yeah. black mark. Yeah. yeah, that is I a black born mark. to run. And this is what reminded me, yeah. born to run. Yeah. I was living down in Torbay. Um so I thought, yeah, oh, I'm really enjoying this barefoot running. I'll run the coast path and it's like full of rocks and quite sharp ones. So I did a five mile run barefoot. Oh. I got home and I just had, I think, three or four weeks worth of blood blisters. I was like, in theory, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think, born to run is, um, and there'll be people out there now who won't even have heard of that book because it, it was actually a really of an era, wasn't it? Where like <laughs> there were a load of people read it. It was around that kind of like what early, I don't know, two thousands, wasn't it? And then a load of ultra runners read it, and they all went zero drop and then you look at them all now they've all got Achilles problems and like none of them are running wow. <laughs> it's because of this guy who was like massively misunderstood yeah busy of busy of whatever it's called you know human yeah. body Comedy. made a load of people who've never run barefoot in their life go out and do five miles on the coastal path yeah it's just 
yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, it, it's quite seductive, the idea, isn't it? Of like yeah. in touch and grounded and all the rest of it. But nah. Yeah. Nah. Shoes were there for a reason. Like we've developed, haven't we? We've moved on. Yeah. And it's gone, back, it's gone back the other way now. So yeah. like, we're basically running in clogs and then yeah. something will happen and then we'll, we'll go yeah. back to a bit. Yeah, hopefully it's an equilibrium. Yeah. But yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I think... But what it did tell me was that, like, running in my sock, one shoe and one sock, it wasn't that bad. You know, like, the, the finishing field at the relays was a really steep, um, grassy descent. Yeah. And I, I, when we turned up, I was like, bloody hell, that's going to be deadly, you know, by the time we get to it. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, I, and I still went for it. Like, I wasn't sort of... I probably didn't go as fast as maybe I... That's probably why people are excited, because they saw you doing the last bit well, and you've only got one shoe on. One shoe on, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah it was... Um, yeah, it was, it was like, surprisingly fine. I think... Well, I wonder if it's all a bubble. I wonder if it's all a... People like you being sold felt. Maybe we're all like you being sold barefoot, really. Maybe it's like fell shoes. Maybe yeah. we don't even need those. Maybe we can all just wear Don't even need them. Lugs. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. But, um, or maybe the foot. No, I did slip a little bit, actually. But I have to say. <laughs> but uh, my sock was in top notch condition. Weirdly. Yeah. yeah. No holes or anything. So that's good. That's an advert for. Um, this this podcast has been brought to you by Stance Socks. Uh, what I was wearing. So if I could have some, that's Stance Socks. Yeah. So I just need the algorithm to pick it up. Uh, yeah. I'm a size medium. Um, yeah. Should I read my address out and they can send them directly? <laughs> they can contact me. I get. I like I say I'll sift through my millions of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, finest fee. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so, so yeah, good advert for the sock. Um, they do nice good. So, um, they do quite nice patterns as well. They do. These were quite a plain one, to be fair. Oh. But um, yeah, I'm a, I do. I mean, I do have some more exciting socks. But then I'm quite wary with, um, you know, like bright socks, funny hats. Yeah. Sort of like a replacement for uh, personality, isn't it? You got to be careful. You know, like you dress oh, as you can. Yeah, dress wacky, <laughs> and then you don't have to bother with yeah. anything else. You know, like, oh, look at this. Look at this T-shirt. Uh, and it's like, right. <laughs> I've ventured into it at times in my life. I did have a T-shirt which had a tie on it, but the tie was drawn on. Okay. That's quite, um, that's, um, what's it called now? In, in, that's Indie Sleaze. Is it? Era. Yeah, I'd say that's Relatively quite. Relatively okay. It wasn't like. Yeah, no, that's all right. I mean, more like really wacky stuff yeah um you know like bobble hat bigger than your head like one of them massive ones yeah. and then it's like yeah oh. strike <laughs> and then everyone man. <laughs> you wear what wear what you want but i just you know i don't i don't want my sock to speak for me is all i'm no. saying no just your stained mattresses that you uh <laughs> that you buy <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James. You've been a really good guest, and I'm just that's just... yeah. That's right. I've, I've um, you've probably got big bubble hat or something, haven't you? Now, yeah. well, so... we, our club have just finally there's that brand in there, big bubble hats, and yeah, I've yeah. just got one. 
and I like to I like to wear the club brand stuff. So I thought, oh, I'll get the big bobble hat literally just this week. All right. It's dangerous. All right. I'll... When I'm trying to drive with it on, it pushes my head forward. You shouldn't be driving in that. Come on. <laughs> you'd have to get like a you'd have to get a sunroof. Well, this is this is what, what I did. I, I tested it, knowing that with my huge influence that I could let people know whether it's safe or not. So yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. So because exactly. actually, that's that's one of the tests they don't do on in um, test dummies. Yeah, exactly. Go on, put the bobble out on it. You <laughs> say this every week, Gary. Why would we? It's <laughs> uh, not even about Felbrin anymore, is it? It never was. <laughs> never was. Never was, Charlie. Never was. And on that bombshell. Indulgent, that wasn't it? Uh, I think I'd like to know. Yep. If one shoe guy, I mean, <laughs> you, you don't have to go by this name, by the way. Uh, no. Do you want to accept the, the title or do you want to emphatically say you don't want the title? Um, now is a good good point to draw. I feel it's part of my sort of stoic um, victimhood that I accept <laughs> whatever happens, really. Yeah. Uh, I can be the one shoe guy. It's better than read up the nose guy, isn't it? I suppose. It, maybe that's why it happened. Maybe someone was saying, uh, you know, a rebrand statistics and chance or believe in divine intervention yeah and he, maybe someone said do you know what i think that was a bit harsh when i made him get a read up his nose and bleed profusely all over his vest i'll get famous for something else <laughs> i would i would i mean i you know don't necessarily believe in a higher being but i'd hope if there was one they'd have better stuff to do <laughs> than just having this mortal running around oh, do you know what i'm gonna do today you know <laughs> Because some of the stuff that's happened to me outside of running, it's so pathetically just embarrassing. Why would why would a, a higher being bother? <laughs> I shat myself trying to move a washing machine. <laughs> why did it do that? Why would God do that? What's his plan? <laughs> well, that's when I carried you. <laughs> Is it? All I want to say is that I shat myself when I was getting ready to school for school when I was 15, just to make you feel better. <laughs> yeah, but I was like 28. <laughs> <laughs> was it a big poop? Was... <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, medically speaking, it was a shark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. if the Lord of the Sharks. Um... <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to, let's go back to one shoe guy one shoe guy if, if, one yeah. shoe guy, if one shoe guy is uh being announced prior to a foul race and he's going to have some walkout music uh what would what would he what would he come out to my first thought is sabotage by the beastie boys nice because that tends to be what i do to most of my races in some way <laughs> but I think that's setting the bar it's quite a high energy track yeah and I, and it's quite you know I can see it. that's actually quite a good track and I think it would set the bar too high for my performance 
Okay, I thought you were going to say it might amp you up too much. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that could also be an issue. Yeah, I think it would get me too excited. I'd shoot off, uh, and then and then a reed had got my nose, or my shoe would fall off, or like you know whatever else had happened, and um, and I feel like I just let everyone down. And then I thought, what about uh, sex and drugs and rock? Uh, yeah, sex and drugs and rock and roll. Yeah. Like, what's that? Ian Jury and the Blockheads. Yeah, just because it's a good song, and it sort of sums up Fell Running, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but again, probably not being true to myself. Yeah. But there's a tra- there's a track called uh, "If I Had a Heart" by Fever Ray, which yeah. is the soundtrack to a TV program called Vikings, and yeah. it has the right level of like doom and dread and foreboding that I think really sums up my approach to racing and, and running. Okay, uh, I like that. Yeah. Um, it was also a song we played. I was on a climbing trip in the in the Picos de Europa, and we would listen to it in the morning, like five in the morning in our tent, getting psyched to go, go climbing. So that's the Viking song. Brilliant. And if you could go for tea with one foul running legend... Who would you go with? And what would you have for your tea? Um, probably Wendy Dodds. Nice. And uh, yeah, just Cocoa Pops. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I wonder if Wendy Dodds would eat, would eat Cocoa Pops. But she doesn't get a choice because you're... Um, you're, you're... Off, well, she can go hungry. <laughs> or she can have Cocoa Pops. <laughs> Um, yeah, she eats Cocoa Pops, absolutely. Of course she does. Yeah. Open a question. <laughs> but yeah, I think she, I think she'd be um, she'd be interesting to speak to. Yeah. That's brilliant. I feel in this episode, around the laughter and the fantastic anecdotes, I think you had a couple of nice messages in there. And your little one for me about... Bob Graham's. So I'm planning to do one May 11th next year. Oh, excellent! Count me in. Celebrate my birthday. Well, actually, leg two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and having someone who knows what they're doing, uh, yeah. good. So yeah, I'm planning one, and I think speaking to people it is interesting, isn't it? I I, I think going for it. You want to test your fitness a little, do you? Yeah. Or do you just want to enjoy it? I I think it's a massive test in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, you're still doing something massive, and that's great. But unless you're going to – so you could push yourself, and you might go like half an hour quicker. Yeah. Or you'd be boxed, and you're going to be miserable. Yeah. Or you just relax that little bit more. And as long as you're still within your time and everything – um. And just go for like a, a doable time. Just really enjoy it. Because you're never going to get that day again. No. Like I, I get yeah. jealous speaking to people who are doing that, Bob. Because I'm never going to get to have that again. And it was so good. Genuinely, like, I had like a wave of happiness um, coming off high raise. My my supporters were a bit ahead. And I was on my own. Well, not on my own, but you know what I mean? Like, not with them. And I looked around. I could see all the fells I had to do yet. And there's obviously loads at that point. And I just had this like massive wave of happiness and euphoria because I got I get to do them. How yeah. good is that? I get to go run around them. How good is that? And whereas normally I'm like so miserable 
that it was just like a real put yourself in a, a hole yeah. of tea. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah, it's like a little ray of sunshine. It was really nice. Really, it was genuinely really good. Yeah, and just like learned so much from all the, a lot. Of the I think pretty much every leg had somebody on it who I'd supported on a bob. Yeah, and if I could, if I could, it would I'd support them on that leg. Well, that wasn't true for all of them, but yeah, pretty much everyone on there I'd done a bob with. So it's, it's great. Yeah, honestly, it's like it's such a good day out. So yeah, don't don't force it. Yeah, my um, and have a beer if you drink. You know, have a beer, and then yeah, that makes everything better. Yeah. I like a mango lassie. Oh yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I I did have I had fresh mango and pineapple. Yeah, they were, good. They were really good actually. Could have, there could be some interesting drinks that you could have along the way, isn't there? Salty squash, that was good. Salty squash. Uh, black tea, just like wheat black tea was quite nice, a bit of sugar in it. Yeah, loads of stuff, yeah. A guy I used to work with, he did it back in like the 80s. I was like, well, what did you eat? Because obviously you didn't have all the yeah. know, like gels taped to your nipples or anything. And uh, yeah, he just had cereal. That's all. They, he said I could just eat cereal and run on it and that was it. So he, would, he didn't really eat on the leg. Snickers bar, something like that. And then, yeah, cereal. He was the one who told me just to relax and it's not, nobody cares. Yeah. And whether you do, unless you're going to break the record and as long as you're under 24, nobody cares. I agree. Like, yeah. And then that's like the most freeing thing in the world to know that nobody gives a shit. Yeah. And that goes for everything, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's particularly good advice, I think. Love it. I think he was trying to tell me I'm telling, he was trying to tell me I'm shit. But I shouldn't bother <laughs> <laughs> trying too hard because I wouldn't disappoint myself. Yeah. But um but yeah, exactly. So here I am. But love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, James, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um I genuinely might be in touch about you supporting me online. Um yeah. thank you for coming on. Uh, I will get this edited down, put a bit of jumble in and around it and uh, get it out on the airwaves. Wonderful. Uh, I hope the people are ready for it. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I've packed my lunchbox. What's in yours? Tell me what you like. I don't like when you're munching on the moors. Hey Charlie, it's Will. More sandwich updates if you're interested. So yesterday, Friday the 3rd of November, was National Sandwich Day, allegedly. Anyway, I was all set to go to the artisan boulangerie down the road, Forge Hills. Um, Is it Forge Hill Bakehouse? Yeah. Anyway, I couldn't be bothered because work had been dead busy, so I had to settle for Sainsbury's Tiger Baguette um, with a good portion of margarine, butter, um, and a good slice of cheddar and ham. Basic, but a classic. Oh, and get this even crazier TV programme I watched later that evening. They actually went to Sandwich. Amazing. Bye. Thank you, Will Boothman. And great to have you back again. Well, this feature is really rocking. Um, I can't get anyone else to come and talk about their sandwiches. Um, I think I scared off Grant Cunliffe by playing him some of the podcasts. He wasn't aware of us. Um, he, I did get out of him that he does, at the moment, he's really enjoying ham and coleslaw on fresh Warburton's bread. 
I like that people like to specify these things, with Lurpak spreadable and topped off with Royster's T-Bone Steak Crisps, the food of champions. So, you know, honestly, anybody can send in their views on sandwiches. I quite enjoy Will just talking about sandwiches, really. I think he's got a real passion for 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 his lunch, hasn't he? Um, but yeah, you know, these features does help if we get a bit of input. But again, it wouldn't be the end of the world, I suppose, if uh, nobody wanted to come on and talk about their sarnies anymore. I hope you enjoyed that interview with James. We learnt lots, didn't we? Um, potentially, unless you're going to take the record on the Bob Graham, get out there and enjoy it. I think that's a great message, great take home. Um, I learnt the name of a squeezy cheese that I'd never heard of. I've forgotten it already. I mean, what a cultured guy. I, I'm still not sure what a Chianti is. Um, we're, we're pretty sure that Morton are going to bring out those gels. Um, sounds like the height of science. And um, we just hope that James is, you know, we wish we wish him well in his future. We, we hope he's running. I just hope it's safe for him, really. Um, you know, he, he's he, he's sort of living on the edge, isn't he? One shoe, read up his nose, riding a man's back. Um, yeah, just lots of stuff to think about, really. Um, I hope it's one that sticks with you. As a tribute to James's exploits, uh, we've got a reworking of a Jimmy Nail classic. Pretty, and that's a bad sign. 
that bastard fox Smiling is still on James's mind And his broken fell shoes Broken fell shoes Broken fell shoes Broken fell shoes He's lost so much In a short time a victim of the statistics A reed went up his nose He let leg three Slip through his hands And now he's talking To the only friend he has His broken fell shoe His broken fell shoe Broken fell shoe Broken fell shoe Man's a hero